0: Love Life, featuring your hosts, Rebecca Detman and Jane Dunn The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the
1: light. I am no better than nor worse than others. I
0: strive for connection with each
1: as equals.
0: Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman, And I'm Jane Donovan. And today's show, we're going to be looking at the concept of self-entitlement, which I also think is quite closely linked to self-righteousness. And Jane and I are also going to touch on the similarly linked concepts of superiority, narcissism, maybe a bit of arrogance, and and also the underlying insecurity that I think feeds a lot of these kinds of behaviours. So self-righteousness or self-entitlement is something which you see at a number of different ages. And I know that Jane is going to speak to the effect of some of the women she's come in contact lately through her work. I also see it crushingly in the younger generation, partly because of the screen generation that we've been raising and that me, 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 now, now, now kind of Gen Z sort of vibe that's come through where nobody wants to start at the bottom anymore and work their way up. There's also that sort of sense of self entitlement in society that I want what I want and I want to have it now. It's it's all connected to that speeding up of society where everything is, if I can't have it in five minutes, well, what's wrong with your business because I can get it down the street in five minutes. And, And it's, it's connected to the idea of I'll just pop a pill or pop a Panadol and make that pain go away or I'll just have whatever I want. And, you know, people are getting ruder, you know, in restaurants, people are getting more demanding. People are getting fussier. Um, The great comedian Louis C.K., who is absolutely bloody hilarious, if anyone needs a really good laugh if you've had a bad day, go on YouTube, any of his clips, he does a lot of funny work around, he picks up in society on when people whinge about the smallest things like, oh, we had to wait in line at the airport or, or getting off the plane took too long. And he'll remind us of the magnificence of the fact you could even just do air travel. Whereas in the olden days, you know, you'd die by the time you got from one destination to another because you had to go on foot for a year, you know? And he just brings us back down to that groundedness of we need to get off our high horses, anchor and ground a little bit. Sometimes we need a bit of that slap of reality to remember a bit of thankfulness and a bit of humbleness and not take on life like it owes us something. Beautiful, nice. I like that. Remind yourself that you're blessed to be able to travel in an aeroplane that's very cool Or even use an atm you know oh the 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 atm button's not working well isn't it a miracle you can even get cash out of a wall well i found it really funny you know recently
1: we had all these massive storms here in south australia and my we were up in the gold coast and our facebook feed my facebook feed was filled with you know the inconveniences of people not being able to cook, or their phone was going flat, or their laptop was going flat, and it was, it was seriously like you know, first world problem. It was it was crazy yeah, it how to show hysterical everyone. How went. How
0: far removed we are from you know even a hundred years ago, any of our ancestors could have well did survive all the time without electricity. That's right. They didn't even happily an, uh, happily they birthed babies, they held, they staged parties for a hundred people, like they could, they did it all without electricity. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can't even get through a night of takeaway, you know. Like <laughs> a bit of time spent with a family with a candle. Oh my god! I know. Let's bring out the board games. Yeah. Um,
1: I see this entitlement play out. I'm going to say in pandemic proportions in two arenas. One is in the dating game, and the second is in all the coaching that I do with couples coaching. It's
0: huge. Now, so self entitlement in, within relationships. Jane. Yes, interesting. It's massive. Now, interesting. Get I like ready this. for this. I There's like going it. to be some stings.
1: I think I feel that some of our beautiful female listeners might be having a moment with what I'm about to say. If this is you, own it, own it, own it, because you will move forward with greater happiness if you listen to the episode through. What I am seeing is a lot of women who are in relationships where they have worn the pants. Now, I've talked of this in the Alpha Beta Battle before where women are in Alpha Energy controlling, making everything happen. So they're doing it at work, they're doing it in the home, they're doing it with their husbands, with their children, with managing everything. They have from day one set up the men in their relationships to fail. I really want people to sit in that. Women set men up to fail and we're very, very good at doing it. And you know what I'm talking about. Own it. This is the little dirty secret that you don't tell your friends, that nobody talks about. But this is the hidden behaviour that goes on behind the scenes and it's what leads to the nagging. You set him up to fail so you can point out how once again he's not good enough. Now, this is what's causing huge pandemic proportions of marriages to end. I'm not saying it's everything. There's a million reasons they can end. But this is in big quantities. The next step of this is your feeling of superiority. You own that you feel superior to him. And you let him know that by continually setting him up to fail. Can you give an example? Yeah, sure. Go do the washing. You never do anything. So he does the washing and then the washing's not good enough. You've mixed the colours with the whites. Now, look, everything's ruined. Or you cook dinner, but, oh, you've burnt it. Or you, I wanted my steak medium rare, but no, this is well done. The sarcastic tone comes out. It's in all the little things. You were supposed to take care of the children for today, but you know what? They were meant to be at the ballet class at 4 o'clock, but, no, you didn't get them there till 4.05, and the anger of them not doing it to your level of perfection. Now, if you are that superior and that great at doing everything, here's a big, big tip. Stop expecting from others what they are incapable of delivering. Your partner is not meant to be you. Your partner is not meant to be doing everything that you do well, the same level that you do well. They are not there for you to have as an emotional punching bag so that you can feel good about yourself in your elitist superiority, which then turns around to a sense of entitlement. So you start off feeling superior and elitist, better than, but then you sit from tolerance into resentment. So you tolerate them. Now you're moving with your partner into resentment. And this resentment is the when is it my turn? When do I get to go first? This is where the entitlement comes in. How come I'm doing all of this and you're doing nothing? How come you get to spend time with blah blah and I get no no time? How come you spend money and I don't get to spend money? How come you get to be free and I'm not free? When's it my turn? It's not fair. And what we've got is inner children running relationships. Mm -hmm. So we've got the young child, the young woman is in this relationship that is hurt because they're not being appreciated enough. But instead of asking for this, instead of making the man allow him to be the man, allow him to worship you, he doesn't want to worship you because you're too hard to love. Why would he want to? So if you aren't having loving behavior, demonstrating loving behavior, why would he be giving you what it is you most need? So you are perpetuating the cycle mm. of self-earned entitlement, superiority, and dare I say it, narcissistic traits.
0: You know, we always pay out men, you know, yeah. you look at ads and there's like this archetype of the, the dumb dad in the ad who's like, oh, you know, I, I babysat the kid or tried to put the nappy on, on and I did it wrong. ho, oh, and that's the joke and there's the ad. And it's like this sort of dopey daddy kind of thing in society where we dumb men down. And we also, of course, love to blame men. But isn't it interesting when you do turn the shoe on the other foot? Because we're used to saying, oh, women are such multitaskers. Women do everything, you know, so efficiently and they're so organized and they're so ahead of the eight ball and they're so much more emotionally, you know, adept and they're so much more socially attuned and they're so much more articulate. And men tend to get lost in that, don't they? It's interesting. Um, <clears throat> And I think it's, this comes down to that thing which we've spoken of in the past about the difference between the princess and the queen. There's a lot of grown adult women running grown adult careers with children and husbands who are acting in amongst that like a tantruming child, like the princess who stamps her foot and wants what I want now, daddy. It's almost like that. And It is this onus that's on all of us as women to step into our queenly energy, which is so highly self-responsible that it actually can sometimes feel like a hard and lonely road. Even if you're in a relationship or surrounded by people, you can often feel quite alone when it comes to relying only on yourself. But long term, the emotional payoff is better because you get peace, no drama. It's just a complete acceptance of other people and letting them be whoever they are, you know?
1: We also don't allow men to be men. We're measuring men by women's standards. And you have to kind of look at what is it that you love about men because a lot of these women have forgotten what they love about men. And I will tell you that if you are this person, and I really hope you're owning it because you can shift this, I bet in your marriage there are times that you've said this to yourself, if not even to your partner. What point, is me having you in, what point is there for me having you in this relationship? What is it you bring? And I bet you feel that the man in your life is bringing nothing. You're probably earning a six-figure salary and can take care financially, don't need him with the money. You can probably outsource getting everything fixed around here if we want to go the, the stereotypical what, is, what a man, men do, earn the money, fix things. You know, you have to look deeper than that at what the value of the man in your world is looks like Mm. and feels like and what is it you want it to look like and feel like and then you've got to start moving towards it but you can't move towards it until you know what it is that you want and that's what
0: you've got to get clear about. So we're getting into appreciating emotions and virtues here as well. Yes, we are. It's not about what does he bring or what does he do. Who is he as a soul that complements you or teaches you a beautiful quality that you need more of in your experience? Or how does his masculinity balance out your femininity? Because we all need that balance in life.
1: Absolutely. I can also tell you exactly who he is. He's the guy that has put up with your shit. You are very hard to live with. (laughs) And he puts up with it because he does love you. And he has a sense of loyalty and honouring that and respect for the family unit. And he's the one that actually is your punching bag, but he's equally the one that's a soft place to land when you crash. And remind yourself that you may not crash, you may crash once every year, but he's the one person that's there for you when you do crash or whatever it is, you need to write your own story about what it is. And you need to honour and respect that and love that about him. And how do you love that? Go to your five love languages, tell him about it, touch him in an affectionate way, bring the love back in so that he can worship you. Because it's very hard for a man that's been downtrodden, suppressed, and made to feel inferior, usually for years, It's very hard for him to rise up and want to respect, adore, cherish, nurture,
0: support and love the amazing feminine that you are Mm. because you're not. We do need to stop blaming men and we do need to stop blaming patriarchy because it's too easy to point the finger and say, you guys are the bad guys. This is all about self-responsibility back on women's shoulders.
1: That's Absolutely. right. And that's why, you know, I, when I say I do so much couples counselling, I actually don't. What I do is I do lots of individual coaching with people who are in relationships because it is up to the individual to change their way. It's not, the finger pointing is just not working. It's broken. It's done. Women are exhausted. They are so tired. They want to get off the planet. And it's time that they recognise that that's because they are the man they've got the balls, cut the balls off, put them in a jar, put them away and start getting your vaginas back in action. And that goes connecting with your heart. You know, let's get right into this because the unearned sense of entitlement that I'm seeing is predominantly in women. I do see it in men because we have got quite a narcissistic and sociopath pandemic going on as well. However, I believe that women can solve this. I think it's actually the women stepping into true respect of the masculine combined with the desire to be the feminine that
0: we are going to see the change and that's very exciting it's self-empowering I mean I see an extension of this as well even in like the sex work that I do with young people and so forth sexual emotional health with it's this idea in a sense that if girls if you don't want to be treated like Prostitutes, over sexualised, show us your naked body, cat porn corned, stars. porn stars, free porn services, send us a naked pic and all of that. We have to reteach the boys how we want to be treated because they are all a little bit lost. You know, men are lost too. And it is exactly what Jane just said about we all need to re embody our strongest feminine vibration. We need to, as women, We need to learn how to go back into nothing but pure goddess, divine feminine energy and hold that like a sacred temple, because then men will have to behave in ways that meet us at that level because we will not accept anything less. We will literally close the door in their faces if they make lewd or crude or lower self-worth demands of us.
1: Beautiful. If you want a role model, it's been, I've really struggled over the past year to find good role models to be able to give women so that they know what this energy looks like. It's so rare. We're right on the cutting edge of this call to action. So each woman that is listening to this or each man that's listening to this and wants to help his woman to move into the divine feminine is going to be the groundbreaking The Role Models of the Future. So that's pretty exciting when you get to actually forge your own path in this way. However, I found one. Michelle Obama.
0: Oh, yes. What do you think? I heard the most insane conspiracy theory about her the other day, which has upset me. Oh. There's a whole group of people who are claiming that she's a man. Oh. A transsexual. And I've, I've, I went back and studied her photos. I think you can tell when someone's been transgender, can't you, Jane? No. Okay. Do you, well, what do you reckon? Could she have been a man? She could have been, but I doubt it. I it doubt is. it. She is so high vibrational queen energy. I know.
1: I don't think that's her role in but this if, lifetime. But even if she was, it actually doesn't matter. You know what? Maybe if that's the case, let's just go with that theory. Now, I think that's a lot of rubbish. So do I. However, let's go with it. My argument would be to support that, if it were true, is that maybe it would take a transgender person to role model what the new woman looks like. Mm. And we'll just How's to show. that? Somebody that's born in alpha mm-hmm. but wants to be in
0: beta. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. And Very cool. And has managed to create an incredible... It's almost like Michelle Obama has been this sleeping giant that's always been there but we've never paid her any, any attention and almost out of nowhere she suddenly ballooned with this huge presence that's making everyone virally you know all over facebook people are suddenly turning around to the cult of michelle and going who is this god why is she not running for president she's like the black princess diana that came yes. out of america that we weren't expecting yes. and she was there the whole time oh i
1: just got goosebumps so i love your description
0: fascinating i oh, know she fascinates me. and again back and to look the trans- at that relationship Oh, sorry. I was just going to say back to the transgender thing. Absolutely. It doesn't matter what the vessel is. If she is holding the female vibration, that's the point. That's right. You could have a panel of men on stage, but if all of them are coming from the feminine approach, it doesn't matter what the vessel is. If it's got a penis or a vagina, it's the, it's the yin energy we're just, we're talking about, you know? Yes, absolutely. I love the relationship that they have together too. So
1: here's your incentive if you want what they appear to have, of course we never really know what anybody's lives are like. However, they've been really consistent in all of his years in in um, politics. There haven't been the scandals, there haven't been anything except the adoring looks at each other. Yeah.
0: Huge respect. The respect is off the charts. They have a very, you're right, Jane, a very high vibrational role modelling of a couple who deeply love and support each other. Yes. And I saw the other day. And it's 50-50. It is. That is divine, that 50 50. It is. And I saw the other day a photo taken on their wedding day, and it just sums it all up. It's like the joy and the connection and the love that they had then. Nothing's changed. We don't see that a lot in society in couples. Couples get tired and bored and old and fall well, apart. Well, one feels and... superior. To the other, as we grow and become
1: more experienced in whatever area of life it is that we're mastering, whether it's the physical, the emotional, the intellectual, the spiritual, the whatever, the social. Mm. You know, we've got our five bodies. Therefore, whichever one you are growing in, as you overtake, you surpass your partner. You can then go into other sets of entitlement, superiority, narcissistic traits, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And so this is where the balance within any relationship to try and maintain equilibrium and balance is a challenge. However, they have done it so well because, you know, whether he's taken big leaps in his career first and she's had to keep up or whether she's had greater emotional intelligence, and he's had to keep up. I don't know. I've got no idea. This is hypothetical. But they are role modelling it divine. So that is your incentive for you to do the work on yourself, to come into true feminine queen energy so that you too can have the relationship that they appear to have. Mm. The same goes for men. The same thing. Move into your true king masculine energy. Now, I didn't say warrior. I said king. Warrior is something to kick in and kick out. Kick in, kick out. King, masculine. And uh, we can all have these relationships. Now, it's regardless of whether it's within a marriage or whether it's with co-workers or any uh, our social groups, to have that amazing respect and deep recognition and acknowledgement that none of us
0: would be who we are without the other. and That's I think exciting. It is. And I think the bottom line to remember here, if we go back to the women, is just remember it's nobody's job in this lifetime to make you feel good. It's not your mum or dad's. It's not your best friends. It's not your boyfriend or husband's. It's not Facebook's. It's your fucking responsibility. It really is to take onus in this lifetime for anything that you feel is feeling inside you, low or unacknowledged or empty or unvalidated or hollow or whatever the emotion is, don't go looking for it from your husband. He can only ever be himself. He's a soul working on his own journey. It's not his job to top top up your love tank. Your love tank will get topped up when you've learned how to do it and then he mirrors it back to you. It's almost like a bonus. It is. And here's where the challenge comes in is that your little inner
1: child is going, but it's not fair. Why should I go first? why he doesn 't deserve that he doesn 't deserve to have my love and support and nurturing i don 't want to do that i 've got an unearned sense of entitlement. Well, you know what One of you has to go first, and you either choose to be the step up and do it or you don 't and it 's a decision now on your emotional work, you can go back to your past, look at your inner child, look at where you first earned sense of entitlement, look at where you first had to bring in a narcissistic trait because We do have to have that. Narcissism is a very positive thing. When you are stepping off of a cliff, you're about to jump, you need to have a little bit of that to believe in yourself. So it's a positive thing. However, it plays out so often as a negative when it is unearned sense of entitlement through misguided superiority. Mm. So you need to have a look back at where that came from, heal it, Do your shadow work on it. Get into the shadow work of superiority, narcissism, entitlement. What are the positive things about that? What are the negative things? Own it, love it. Know that it's an important part of who you are. Now that you are owning it and loving it, you are able to control it. You choose what you do from this point forward. It is your choice whether you choose to become the
0: Michelle Obama within your relationship or you choose not to. Your choice. Because, Jane, you said to me before the show as well, everyone has a little bit of narcissism in them and that it can be used, channeled in positive ways or or in particular ways. Look, when I was doing my
1: first – I don't think I've actually mentioned on this podcast, but I've I've got a weekly um, – I do a one-hour live radio show in New York on a Thursday night in New York, um, Friday mornings here in Australia. And I've been doing it for a few months, but that first episode, that first show – I could have vomited. I could have had the spew bucket. Right next, there's an Aussie term. Right next to me, I, I'm telling you, feel the fear and do it anyway. And in that moment, I thought, what can I do? What can I do? I kicked in my narcissistic trait, and I just gave myself the best monologue of everything that I've done and achieved. I let the superiority come in. I let all of that come in with my pure intent. To connect and come from love. But in that moment, I needed it. And so I don't disown narcissism as being a part, narcissistic trait as being a part of my being. Can I be narcissistic in the negative? I have been. I choose to not be consciously, however, I absolutely have been. And so narcissism. I think it's like anything, it's a label that you get when you are consistently in that behaviour for long extended periods of time. I think it's very different from using it
0: in the positive
1: to bring it in when need be.
0: Mm, Yeah. I want to say something about young people too, just before we conclude today, Um, because like you said, Jane, it's pandemic that there's adults running around, um, really lost in a lot of this. But what I'm seeing also coming under the self-entitlement bracket in a slightly different way, but no less interesting, is what I touched on in the intro, which is this young generation, and by that, I mean, any kid basically aged between about zero and 25 at the moment. And they because they've been raised in a world where everything is a screen. Like this is the generation that's never not known the internet. These are, what do they call them? The, the internet natives, the you know the nomads of um, internet technology. So they are used to seeing and being seen. They're used to presenting in pixelated 2D form all the time. They're used to preening, primping, faces on everything, bodies, visual images. And there's this And in amongst that narcissism that they are are finding quite normal because that's what they see as society is now, it's just photos on everything, faces on everything, their faces on everything... In amongst that is also that self-entitlement, which Generation X always bemoans, like we had to work so hard and we went through the recession and we went through, came out of uni and there were no jobs in the market and we used to get any job we could and we'd work so hard. I read a really interesting blog the other day called Generation X is Tired and it's like Generation X is in its 40s now and it's cleaning up all these messes and it doesn't want to hear about the young kids, you know, whinging because they're like, we had it worse, like we're becoming the grumpy old next generation basically. But the young kids are coming out and just wanting everything right now, yesterday, Right in amongst that insane kind of vein of confidence and almost superiority, like, you know, the 21 year old who walks into a workplace of 50 year olds and tells them how it's going to be or how they want it to be, or you know, how they're going to have it. And it's almost like, who does she think she is? Well, she's a generation Z. That's who she's a millennial. That's who she thinks she is. She's been raised by this narcissistic society and she's a product of it. But underlying all of that extraordinary confidence that young people have. You see them on YouTube performing and doing dances and singing and going on stage, and they're all just so full of themselves in a way, but underlying it is this crushing sense of low self-worth. And if it wasn't there, I wouldn't have to be going into the high schools because bullying, bitchiness, cyber-stalking, and over-sexualised early sexual activity and a lot of confusion around the self is is pandemic as well. And so it comes hand in hand. Isn't it interesting how on the one hand you can have kids that seem so much more confident? Like they go up to somebody in a restaurant and say something that I wouldn't have dared to when I was a kid or my mother would never have done back in the 50s or 60s. This generation does it and they're so confident in that way but at the same time their their, their self-esteem and self-worth is so eroded because who are their role models? Kim Kardashian, Justin Bieber, a Miley Cyrus, like a couple of lost souls that just have child stars with no real depth to them who've who've marketed and, and profited from this shallow materialistic imagery. So I don't so I'm glad that you mentioned Michelle Obama and I think it's helpful to to give young people to, to force them to think as well of who are some role models out there. Well there's there. that wonderful girl that we've talked about before that addressed United Nations on
1: equality. Emma Watson. Yes. Yes, they're out there. They are out there. They are
0: out there. And
1: I was actually just having a thought then. I agree with absolutely everything you said then. However, I just want to say that did I have good role models back in the 60s and 70s? I don't know. Interesting. You know, I think mine were cross-dressing and smoking lots of drugs. (laughs) (laughs) I think all will be well. Fair point. (laughs) (laughs) I am no better than, no worse than
0: others. I strive for connection with each as equals. Thank you for listening today. We hope you got something out of that. It was quite a meaty topic and actually I really like the direction that we ended up going with that, Jane. It was deeper than I thought. So I hope that you all got something out of it too and that we've given you some homework to do this week. Um, If you want to do a lot of homework, real, tailored to the self, really delving into your own issues, looking at your own emotional blocks, uncovering your own wounds, better understanding your own childhoods and patterns. Jane and I are always available for individual sessions. So you can just go to lovelifeshow.com to find Jane or I there if you would like an individual session. And until this time next week, have a little bit of... Fun, but also engage in a little bit of self responsible hard work in addressing the way that you show up in life and where you make demands of others that perhaps you really should be putting back on your own self. Life is perfect, I'm not trying, it. it's just happening. And that's a beautiful day.